the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. You are not going to want to miss this. I'm Steve Teal with Very Bold Radio and Podcast. This is part two of my interview with Sidney Frank. You are going to hear some great insights. I was blown away, and you're going to be blessed and blown away too. So join me as we finish part two with the interview of Sidney Frank. Okay, yeah. one follow-up on that. Yeah, yeah. that answered it great um, because I'm not on stage leading worship, you know, so – when you say like, oh man, God showed up or the mm-hmm. Lord showed up, yeah. like from your perspective, what does that feel like? Or what is that mm-hmm. experience where you come off and like, oh, I mean, what does that feel like? Ooh, that's a big question. We'll go to commercial it's good. break. <laughs> exactly. Another break. <laughs> I love that. I was like, what are we even talking about? You're like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. And then it's like, deep, deep, deep. No, I love it. I love this. Because um, it's a conversation. I think... One Sunday that comes to mind as a good example is um, it was not to go too heavy, but yeah. it was um, the Sunday after the Uvalde shooting. Yeah. I don't know if I uh, pronounced that right. Um, but there was – we took a time in the service. You could tell there's just this interesting sense of um, unrest. Yeah. Or there was in that on sure. that Sunday. And sure. that comes and goes depending on what's going on or whatever people right. bring, which we want them to bring um, – their stuff in because it's a safe place to do so. But right. um, that Sunday in particular, there was just a heaviness. Yeah. And we had all spent very intentional time praying for whatever the Lord needed to do, but we were like, we need you. There was just this um, desperation, mm. I think, yeah. in the way people approached worship that day. Yeah. And I think the funniest thing that went through my head, and I, I, it wasn't a prayer like, dear Lord, but it was a conversation I had with the Lord in the mm. middle of worship um, where I was like, this is messy, and this is maybe the most beautiful worship service I've been a part of wow. in the last like few months. Yeah. Um, because people did not care about mm. anything other than just calling on the name of the Lord. Yeah. And being saved and like him yeah. drawing near because we were brokenhearted and we we were heavy laden. And I think um, to answer your question, there was a unity that yeah. was in the room. Um, and it's because of the Holy Spirit, but mm-hmm. you saw people um, the Holy Spirit, and you saw people kind of step out of any sort of stereotype of what you th- they thought worship should look like yeah. or what they thought it should sound like. You know, people's bias or preferences were kind of left at the door because there was such a desperation for this truth right. that um, God is still in control and God's hand is still on it. And again, he's drawing near to us and all of these things that are, that are so truth-based. Yeah. Um, and with that, honestly, at the very end of service, I think we were doing... I hope I'm not getting my set list mixed up, but I think we were doing, um, oh, goodness, I can't remember the song now. But essentially there's a chorus that says, I can't remember the name of it, but God, I look to you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, (laughs) 
and it says, hallelujah, our God reigns, hallelujah, our God reigns uh, forever all my days, hallelujah. Yeah. And it was the sound of heaven in mm. that place. Wow. And it was one voice, and it was one intention, yeah. and one cry. Yeah. And there, I've never heard Band of Grimm be that loud. <laughs> and I was like, wow. okay, if they can do this, like, right. think about what Sundays could be on the norm. Right. Um, if we just all approached worship like that. Yeah. Um, and I know this answer is way longer than you want nope, it to be. Nope, but never, that, that's never. just the best example I have of, like, when, when we as leaders and just as participants in a, a congregation, as a church, yeah. come to the Lord with a desperation for who he is, no matter what the circumstance, everything in the room changes. Yeah. Because I think that's yeah. what it means to come. Like it says, we're two or more gathered. Right. There I am. Yeah. That's what it means to come mm. gathering in the name of the Lord. Mm. Not because we sit there and we're like, okay, we're a church. Here we right. are, Lord. You right. know, I think right. it's a surrender. Yeah. It, but it's not a passive surrender. There's an active it's surrender good. in Ooh. it. It's good. Um, and I think we, we misinterpret that sometimes to just be like, okay, whatever yeah. you have for us. But it's like, no, I want to eagerly search for you and I want to eagerly approach your throne. And so then like you're going to meet us and we – there's an expectation yeah. in that surrender. So I think yeah. I could get off on that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. I like it's that. A little, I mean it's, it's, it's the Bible. <laughs> It's the Bible. <laughs> I can't make this up. I can't, I can't. make this stuff up. <laughs> I wish I was that smart. I'm not. <laughs> That's great. I'm just absorbing. That's great. So. And yeah, I'm trying to keep like mental notes. Sometimes I, I should have like had my notepad out because I like that like surrender active, mm-hmm. you know, and that eager, um, man, that's just good stuff. There's energy in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've never walked away from an encounter with the Lord. Um, underwhelmed. Ooh. Ever. Ooh. When it's been an encounter with the Lord. Now, if it's been my striving for an encounter with the Lord, yes, because it's been in my strength and on my terms and, and with my intentions. Yeah. Um, but to just say – and you, you talked about this either at the beginning or before we were on the podcast. Um, the just love of being in the presence of the Lord, like mm. – there's there's a power to that. Yeah. Um, and there's yeah. answers in that. And I think we sometimes put the Lord in this box of like, I need a yes or no, or I need a, and he's like, uh, it's like uh, Moses yeah. with the burning bush, like I am who I am. Yeah. Like there's power in that. Yeah. Now granted, he gives answers. I, I mean, I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in other people's lives, but at the end of the day, God is God. I like that. And there's power in it. Yeah. And I don't know why we wouldn't want to just sit in that yeah. all day long, all the time, but. That's good. Yeah. I like that. I've never been – you said it better. I'm going to misquote you, paraphrase, but never been underwhelmed. Like, dang, that's good. It is just true. <laughs> right. I mean, right. yeah. I just have experienced it so often and I'm like anything less is just kind of like meh. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> that was okay because I don't – I mean I think – I get tired of hearing myself sing and I get tired of hearing myself pray if it's not – driven mm. by truth mm. and if it's not driven by biblical intention or yeah. intention for relationship with the Lord and encounter. And I think he's, he's faithful to do that if yeah. we come before him wanting that. And I think, why would we not want that? Yeah. Every time? Yeah. And again, good. in our flesh, right? Like we have, we have off days and we have bad days and I have right. to constantly be like, God, I was not seeking you in that moment. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry that my intentions were not what you've called me yeah. to do or to be, you know, so there's not a perfect pursuit it's um there's heart and i think when your heart is 
like resting in the Lord, yeah. then your actions follow. That's good. Yeah. All right. I keep asking questions about worship it. leading. I love it. Even though I want to talk it's about the only your testimony. Thing I know. <laughs> it's one of the only things it's I know. It's one of the only things. Yeah, don't ask me about football, except for the Longhorns <laughs> exactly. one. Don't ask me exactly. about anything else. Exactly. What is it, um, as a worship leader, mm. like what is it? look like in your your off time i mean like what is how do you stay engaged with the lord like again i can imagine some people that just show up on thursday nights and sunday mornings and just flip the switch and you know this is what we're doing yeah and don't have like a a life of worship Mm. what is i don't know that's another one commercial break yeah you're gonna you're gonna say (laughs) something really good these are so well you're gonna say something really good no No, um what is that's i can for you yeah. yeah, no, I think that's a great question. I can only speak to who God is to the extent that I know God. And if I'm leading and mm. leading people and I don't know who I'm leading them to, Ooh. there's just – it's it's false leadership. False yeah. leadership might be too, too strong of a term, but it is empty leadership yeah. is probably a better phrase. And I think um, – I can only pour out as much as I've poured in and spent time. And if I'm not sticking close to Jesus, I do think there's a lot of empty moments that I will, not that the Lord can't do like cover again, cover that. um, Because inevitably I will have those moments, but I've seen where I like seasons of proclaiming who he is and not believing it. And Mm. there's, Mm. I just look back and I'm like, I'm grateful that the Lord None of that went void because yeah. it was truth. Like the songs were truth. Yeah. But I was, I, I don't, I don't know how to end that thought. I just think it was empty. Yeah. And so to, for me, I mean, mentors are huge because mm. I always am learning. I'm always learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and there's always going to be someone that's better than I am at what I do. There's always, so there's always gonna be someone that's done it longer than I have. Yeah. Um, and in different spiritual seasons ahead of me. And so, um, it's a constant, what can I learn this week? Okay. Um, wow. That's a, a cool hunger. Well, it's a constant as well. Um, I I mean, this is this sounds duh. <laughs> I, worship music is like that has to be, or just worship in general. So like, you know, podcast, sermons, like that has to be the majority of what I'm intaking because that's mm. the majority of what my time is spent pouring out yeah and it's just that overflow of the heart like it's it's is my heart just planted and rooted in who jesus is am i on the vine am i seeing fruit you know it's it's really am i in a healthy spiritual place am i spending time with the lord to where my default is scripture my default Mm, is um so that even in those moments in those bad days i have an awareness to go ooh, heart check you know the holy spirit's like oh sydney you're kind of struggling today yeah um or when I'm exhausted or when I'm, you know, and I can, there's an awareness of my spiritual health to go, I, yeah. I'm going to need you to cover this. Or I'm going to need, you know, right. so that there can be those prayers before those moments. And I, that's, I think that's a good question. And I think there's a million different ways that I can answer that, that I don't do well every week. You know, yeah. I think we get busy and we get caught up in sure. just the wrong things, not right. on purpose, but right. sometimes on purpose. I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just, what am I constantly going back to in my, yeah. in my personal time? Like yeah. what, what is happening off stage where no one is seeing it yeah, is what good. is going to fuel what happens on stage. Ooh, that's good. 
feel like that's where you I should have yeah. landed at. <laughs> that was like a mic drop moment. Yeah, it was. It I don't was. remember it, this so you're going to have to play it back. No, so don't drop it. That was yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was so. good. Yeah, that was good. You said a lot of good things. I feel like, we man, just... you got away with words and thoughts. No. Um, man. A, lo- uh, a lot of these are lessons I've learned. They're not just things that I was like – born into with these thoughts it's a lot of learning okay i feel like i want to talk about some of your testimony Mm -hmm. share some of your story a part of me wants to talk about some of your songwriting just because recognizing that you have a gift with words and a way Mm -hmm. of like thinking things out i feel like that would inform you know if you you know write songs and stuff but do you want to go there first (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) i'm like where do we start i have the so uh yeah let's go there first honestly because i think that informs a lot of a lot of my testimony um i got the opportunity i was on steps you've heard this so for our uh lovely people tuning in um i was on staff at a church in north carolina and um it was an awesome church like preach truth like all these things yeah. and they were at the time connected with james mcdonald who no matter what you like how you feel about him he had a thriving church with a thriving worship um mm. collective yeah and they were putting out songs that were rooted in truth like right i will stand by that all day long yeah um and he came to speak and my uncle is the pastor of this church okay and so i got Privilege is probably the right word for it. Um, as much as I don't want that to be true, I got. Thank you. That's the better word. I got the opportunity um, to go to dinner, and I didn't really know James McDonald at the time. Yeah. I wasn't in the habit of reading a lot of uh, nonfiction books, yeah. And yeah. so um, he, of course, was an author. Of all these things, and but my uncle, like my uncle, was friends with them, and yeah. so he was like, "Hey, James McDonald's in town." I was like, "Okay, great dinner. I love that." <laughs> and, <laughs> We love that. And I went and um, long story long, he – which this isn't this isn't great. You can come at this me anytime. This isn't great. He looked at me and he goes, well, do you write songs? Yeah. And I saw the opportunity that this was and I was like – because I had written a little bit. It wasn't that I hadn't written, but a lot yeah. of it was like – in fragments and pieces of thoughts yeah. and, and I loved words, but I didn't quite know at that mm. time what to do with them yeah. and how um, to use them well. And I was young. I was 20 at the time. You're um, still young, I'm by still, the way. <laughs> I feel old. I know that's Happy ironic. Birthday, almost. The, oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, my mom keeps telling me, you're almost 30. And I'm like, I'm almost 29, mom. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but it is. And I don't want to acknowledge it. it. Denial, though. <laughs> it's healthy. It's a- um, so I said yes. Yeah. And I would love to think that I qualified it with like a not for very long, but I don't think that that's the case. I think I said it very confidently. Oh, yeah. To the point where he was like, you should come write with our collective. Wow, it worked. It worked. It worked so I was so in good. way over my head. I mean, 20-year-old Sydney, I called my mom. I was like, guess what I did? My mom was like, that was a lie. And I was like, it wasn't a total lie. She's like, you've written about like a high school boyfriend in your diary. You know, no, she didn't say all that. But it, yeah. the idea was like. Is that true? And is that what mom did? She, did mom kind of? She she always – my mom has always been incredible at just making – like keeping me on track, keeping me <laughs> keeping me honest. And I think that's where okay. um, in health and in Jesus I've seen such a benefit because my personality thrives in that. But before Jesus, it was like I, I was a hustler. So I was like, okay, how – you know, yeah. how can we make this work? What's the yeah. opportunity here? You know, okay. again, not not – 
it wasn't ill intended. No, it no, was no. just very self driven. Right. Um, which is a nice way to put that. <laughs> I, I, I hear myself say it and I hate it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's gross. Oh, goodness. Um, it was so before funny. Jesus, for the record, but right. ironically, because I was going to write worship songs. But I, um, I, I said, yes, I love yeah. that idea. And yeah. he was like, awesome. Part of it, to awesome. be honest, awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love and that. part of it, I think, was because, like, I mean, who, like, my uncle and him were friends, or my yeah. uncle and he were friends. And um, I don't think it was like a, you know, I'm going to do my uncle a favor. But I also think there was a factor in that, that, like, he wouldn't sure. have known who I was unless I was right. at that dinner. So it was very gracious of him to even offer that. Um, so I went, and it went well enough to, to yeah. the point where they asked me to come back a couple other times. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I was, I was in, pretty amazing. I was in the room with these, like, heavy hitters yeah. and i was like hmm, this rhymes with this you know <laughs> and i'm like this. oh goodness and um and they were they were nothing but gracious none of them acted like they were heavy hitters i honestly didn't know who most of them were until after the fact oh, and i wow. would go home and like google them yeah, and i'm and like, like oh like yeah it was pretty crazy and any name dropping i thought about it and i <laughs> why you didn't I don't go there gonna, I don't know why are you so. not gonna go there i don't know I just feel like it's wow. it's so prideful. If like, I remember the one name it. you said, I'm kind of. If you remember it, it, you can. Oh, I know. What is that girl's name? I gave name? you the bait. Meredith Andrews. Um, Meredith Andrews was. I didn't write with her. She was oh, in the room. Her okay. husband. I wrote with her husband. And none of my songs, for the record, all these people I wrote with, none of them got into recorded train. Um, recorded. Oh. None of them were recorded. Make up a word. Yeah, we don't know. I know. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> none of them were recorded. Okay. Um, they were yeah. rotated. I think one of them was rotated in the church for like a communion song, yeah. which is really great. Um, and at the time, again, when I say I was learning, I was learning. Yeah. Very green, yeah. um, very wide-eyed, like, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, and they like flew me in to, to be a part of their live recording. I was not on stage. I just was able to like, since yeah. I was in the room where some of these songs were yeah. written, like, I, was, wow. I was able to um, just That's be a crazy. part and like observe, which was really cool. Yeah. Anyway, all that being said. Um, I'm, I'm not done with this story. Go ahead. You, I, I want to point something out. What do you want to point out? I want to point out that like the name you mentioned was Meredith Andrews. To me, like yeah. that's a pretty big name. And you're just like, yeah, she was there. But she I wasn't. felt like <laughs> there were some names that – like you were not impressed. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. S- I was impressed. No, no, no. I was very were impressed. Were there some other names I would know in the room even though you were just – I'm pushing you to the edge? So her husband was in the room. Okay. I th- he was Let's a part of writing like – Oh gosh, I hope I don't mess this up. I need to go fact check this, but if I'm not mistaken, I know, right? (laughs) If I'm not mistaken, he was a part of writing the blessing. He was a part of writing Graves in the Gardens, I think. Okay, but he's written with like Phil Wickham, Brandon Lake, like all of these people on this. And I don't think he had at that point, but he was very far into like his producing career, and so um, I could already tell that he was bigger than I had any permission to be in the room with. I'm like, okay, Um, Uh, and here I am, yeah. Just fresh off the train. That's amazing. <laughs> was, and you had not yet the met the Lord. I had not yet met the I mean, Lord, this is which amazing. is the, the biggest caveat. I and to say that I hadn't met the Lord meant yeah, what does it mostly mean? that I I didn't I didn't have I had no doubt that there was a God. There yeah. wasn't any sort of like atheism in play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had not fallen in love with Jesus, and I did mm. not recognize my need for a savior. And a lot of these yeah. statements are in hindsight, so keep that in mind. I wasn't sitting there going, "I don't need Jesus," right? But I was going, "This is what I'm good at. I'm good at I'm good at worship. Right. I'm good at relationship, which yeah. means I can I can do okay in ministry." Yeah. Um, and so there wasn't ever something that highlighted that I hadn't ever quite fallen. In. I had done what I thought was being a Christian to the extent that I knew. Sure. Or that's yeah. not even true to the extent that like. 
I had absorbed. So I grew up in a, and we don't have to get into how I grew up or whatever, but I grew up in a household that loved Jesus and they represented Jesus so well. And, um, there was grace in our household and fun and, um, mercy and and truth. Like it wasn't like I grew up in a legalistic household. I wasn't like we were all tight. We were friends, you know? Um, my dad and mom were in ministry and they were the same at home as they were at church and they, Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I cannot brag more on my family, but, um, so there, so for me to have not put that together is really interesting, and I don't have answers for that. It just this is my journey, I guess. I mean, um, that happens for a lot of kids, though, right? I, I mean, they grow so. up Christian, yeah. you know. I mean, I, there's that that weird like disconnect almost, right. and I don't know where that is because my family talked about relationship with Jesus. Right. They talk about falling in love with Jesus. These weren't foreign concepts, right? To me. No, no, no. There was just something. There was a benefit that I found in my gifting to being a Christian yeah, um, and there wasn't the decision to step into Christianity, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's a bit, I feel like that freaks people out sometimes. And I, it, I don't mean it for anything other than like I've experienced now what it looks like to fall in love with Jesus. I think that's a great way to put it. And it's just different Yeah, and it's deeper and it's yeah. rich and yeah. it's like, I would never want to go back to what I was operating right. on. Right. It's that idea that I was um, operating on like water and then all this – or milk, I guess. For It wasn't even milk, but something of lesser substance than meat or protein. Yeah. And so I yeah. think the experience is just – it's not even in the same category, um, and which is why I'm like I want people to experience that because mm. it's mm. so different. I mean yeah. it's one thing to be like, yeah, yeah, I love, I love the Lord. I'm like – what does that mean? Like I yeah. want, you know, he's yeah. just so good. Anyway, I'll, I could go off on all that. You can, yeah, you can. That's good stuff. Yeah, we're already at 45 minutes, so. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's just like breakfast. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are all we right. okay? Yeah, we're great. Okay. We're great. I just lost track of No, time. it's okay. No, we're We were we're awesome. worried like 20 minutes. Are we going to be able to? We're fine. I, I knew it would be okay, but I thought it would be funny. <laughs> it would be like, hilarious. It would like, like crickets. Oh, man, I don't know. And I don't know what to talk about. Um, so all that being said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love Jesus at that point. And, um, there was a moment Mm. where that disconnect just collided Mm. and the, I was no longer able to get by on my talent and my strength because I hadn't like, because, so there was, this is a lesson again, I learned in hindsight, but the idea that because my heart was not rooted in any sort of truth. My actions were eventually just not going to connect because I can't act my way into believing, Yeah. which again, this is all hindsight. This is me and my mom walking around the lake talking about everything in the world. This is me and my dad having hard conversations, like all these things. Um, But in hindsight, I like, that was the biggest thing that the Lord was like, I want your heart. Mm. And from that fruit, yeah, Um, fruit will not come unless my heart is rooted again in the vine. That's just a huge, um, image for me in my walk. And so all of that being said, um, it all kind of came to a head and I moved back to Austin and I, cause I had, um, my timeline is all over the place. So I had done two years at UT and then I had taken some time off to go do ministry in North Carolina. And when I realized that I was like not going to do that anymore, I wanted to move back or I needed to move back. Um, my parents were like, yes, you're going to come home. Because it had just gotten very unhealthy um, for okay. many reasons. Sure. And I moved back, and I remember my mom having f- my favorite flowers on. Like, it was oh. – I had come – my dad had, like, flown out, driven me back, 
with all my stuff, had my favorite flowers on my bedside, and was like, we're going to figure this out, and we're going to get through this. Because there were some hard, hard things, spiritual warfare, bad decisions I had made, bad decisions that were made around me, like, just things like that. And I... It was, I didn't know up from down. And from that moment, I mean, my parents just linked arms. Wow. And it, you know, just held me, like literally like limp, just, you know, metaphorically yeah. carried me for a while. And there's yeah. a lot of spiritual warfare in that time. And all of these things to say I was sitting, this is, I met the Lord on a Sunday mm. morning. Wow. And I didn't go to church that morning, ironically. Um, met yeah. him not by not going to church. Right, and right. I was listening to the song Pieces and it was the Amanda Cook version, and it got to the bridge where it was, um, you know, your love's not fragile, it's not insecure, mm. um, you know, all of these things. And yeah. and I had been wrestling with the idea of, like, do I believe God is who he says he is? Do I believe that the love of the Lord is, like, whole, and what does that mean? And yeah. just like kind of breaking it back down to the basics. Yeah. Um, and in that moment, the Lord quite literally met me on the kitchen floor because we had a nook and I was sitting on the floor and Mm. I just got a vision and the Lord like knelt in front of me and he just said, who are you going to serve? And he said it three times. Wow. And then it was gone. Wow. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Just got some chills. I met the Lord. I mean, it was just night and day difference. And I was like the Lord, first of all, in hindsight, like the Lord cared for, cared for me enough to, meet me in a place where there was a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. Um, I've never been one to deal with anxiety, so I don't know if that was quite at play, but the fear and the doubt were very present. Um, And the, what does this mean? Like tons tons of questions. And and I think because God is good, he can handle our questions. And I think there was, some of that was a result of just very honest questions. Cause I hadn't really ever been, we called it ugly honesty in our house after that. Like yeah. it might be ugly and it might yeah. be gross, you know? And like yeah. people might not want to hear the questions that you have, but like, we're going like to, we're going to ask them I like it. and it's yeah. going to be hard and yeah. it's, you know, but we're, and we're, but we're not gonna be afraid of the answer because my parents are like, we know who God is yeah. and we yeah. know that he can handle those. And so, good. Yeah, yeah. So I met yeah. him and I finished school and I got back into ministry and I've just seen, ministry, my ministry experience be so different mm. from when I was trying to do ministry on my own strength with my own talents, quote unquote, yeah, yeah. Um, and with my own intentions. It's just yeah. like, who did I think I was? That was my big, like, who did I think Sydney was to step into these places and be like, I got this. Goodness. Clearly I did not. Um, but God is so good. Wow. Yeah. It's just been a, it's been a ride. Which is what happens when you're like, okay, God, what do you want to do? And you're yeah. just like, whoo, don't ask him that unless you're ready for it. <laughs> don't ask him In that. In the best ways. Yeah. So, wow. How do, is that even what you asked me at the That's beginning? That's exactly what Great. I asked you at Love the beginning. Love it. <laughs> 45 minutes later. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Mm. Oh, man. Um, yeah, let's see. <laughs> this is, uh, what was I going to ask? That was amazing. I, I know what I'm going to ask. Yeah. Just. This and this can be our last question, even. Okay. Usually, when I say last question, it's not. But <laughs> yeah. this one really will stop it. Mark, Mark. is not his head. Like it's never his last I'm, question. That's gonna be my T-shirt. It's one more question. <laughs> one more, one question. more question. Yeah. Um. So, and then I just lost it on that. Um. <laughs> no, somebody, somebody's listening. Stop it. Uh, somebody's listening, and they're in that spot. Like before meeting the Lord, mm-hmm. I mean, what what do you say to them? Like they, 
whether they're going through spiritual warfare, whether they're going through doubts, whether they're they're going through, I mean, what do you say to them? Like, Mm. what would you say to them? Somebody is just listening or watching and they're like, they want what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. like falling in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they're recognizing even right now, like, man, I don't think I'm falling in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I I believe in him, but it's Mm -hmm. something's different. What would you say to them or encourage them? Mm. I love how your eyes got. <laughs> no, it's so good. We, I've, this has been a topical question actually over the last week. Yeah. Um, I guess it's only Wednesday. So the what last 10 days. <laughs> yeah. What is the day? Um, I think a lot of times we're like, well, just, just read the Bible and just, mm. we're, you know, just share the gospel with people. I literally, this, I'm kind of uh, regurgitating a lot of what um, a sermon I just listened to um, and sat under last night. Okay. But I thought it was so good and it was very, I've, I saw that play, this play out in yeah. my story is like yeah. my, I didn't have people around me that were just like, but Jesus, Sydney, mm. but Jesus, but mm. the gospel, they were, they, everything was, was emphasized with truth and everything was driven with truth. But they were surrounding me and they were active and they were there. And it Mm. wasn't just like a, why don't you get this? It was like, okay, Mm. what are your questions? How can we help answer those? Mm. Um, There was, there was an action taken around me. Mm. And again, I say I'm regurgitating this because I sat under a sermon last night that was so good is like, you know, sometimes it worked, they worked, not sometimes the gospel and action work together. Mm. So if you see a need, like meet it. Yeah alongside telling them the gospel because yeah. it's almost like you say something and then you show them. Yeah. And again, not original content. That was Matt Thigpen <laughs> at Austin Ridge. Um, but I thought it was, so. I was like, that's what I saw around me. So there were questions that I had um, that I just asked and it wasn't, and again, that may be an oversimplification for some people. Um, but I saw where um, people had what I wanted. Yeah. And so I asked them and I mm. said, how have you seen this play out in your life? What does this look like? I'm actually don't, n- having a hard time believing yeah. some of these things. Like how could a God that is all powerful do this? Or like, how does this right. work? Or what does it mean to mourn a loss and all these things? And um, I don't know if that's a great answer. I just know my first, my first reaction was I need people. Yeah. Um, and I, I was, I was, I think that was a big mercy gift is I had the opportunity to move back home and to be surrounded by like my parents, of course, but they have these, a group of four couple friends that it's like, it takes a village that has, that was how we were raised with these four couples. And they almost like passed me around, you know, for a week at a time, I'd go spend time with these couples and they just allowed me the space to ask those questions. And I think, nothing good for me was birthed out of isolation. Mm. So to bring it into the light, whether Mm. it's, I mean, again, ugly honesties and to go, I actually have a lot of questions about this. I actually don't have this right now. I, it looks like something I want. Right. What does this mean? Yeah. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. That's good. That's, that's just what, how I saw it play out and how I've seen it play out for friends is like, like, the enemy wants to keep us isolated and wants to keep Uh us in the dark. Right. And, I could get into, I'm not getting into all this, but but if social Shoot. media and 
like TikTok and Twitter and all these things are yeah. your source of information. Right. But yet you're like saying, well, I don't believe the Bible. I'm like, have you, have you spent just as much time in the Bible as you have on right. social media being informed right. by influencers? And, and right. again, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I love my social media. It's fun. And like, I love keeping up with people, right. but if my time on social media becomes bigger than my time with the Lord, yeah. then I just see that play out very unhealthily. Right. And I, that can't be where I get my answers. Right. Um, so I go to people that, yeah. Are, have what I want yeah. and have walked hard things the way that I want to be someone who walks them. Right. Um, so, yeah. That's so you I mean. ask the ugly questions. Ask the ugly questions. Yeah. I cannot emphasize that more. Yeah. I still ask ugly questions, even <laughs> – which it's like um, – I was talking to my friend about this the other yeah. day. A, um, oh, gosh. Now I'm going to get Old Testament Bible characters mixed up. Jacob wrestled with the Lord. Uh-huh. It was Jacob. Yep. Um, and the Lord – didn't reveal himself till after the wrestling. Oh. And I always oh. thought that was interesting because the see. Lord didn't go, here I am, yeah. let's wrestle. He was like, <laughs> like let's, let's go. <laughs> What's the, like the Rock Johnson, just like, yeah. right. um, and I And I heard that in mm. a sermon, like right around the time I had just moved back, and I was like, I need the Lord. Like I need to wrestle with the Lord. Yeah. And – I think that's where the most honest growth comes from Yeah. because we're not going, oh, I, you know, am just a certain way and I am acting a certain way and all of this will come yeah. together because I'm doing the right things. Like it's – the Lord has met me in dark, crazy places of asking hard, ugly questions yeah. and he's revealed himself to me because I've been willing to like – I've been wanting right. to step into that wrestling with him. And so, um, yeah. That's good. Ask ugly questions. That's good. Dang it. You've said like so many things throughout this podcast that I was like, like three different times. I'd have to go back and listen, but I'm serious. But I mean, great things, but also like three different times I've heard like you say a phrase where I'm like, oh, that should be the name of her podcast. <laughs> like ugly questions. But there was one like, on even as we started, I'm not even kidding. Like there's been three times I'm like, man, her podcast. It could be called that. Yeah, <laughs> oh it's gosh. good. It's good. Yeah. I would just have one fifty-six minute monologue of a podcast. People would be like, please they shut her up. It. They would <laughs> love it. They would oh love gosh. it. Wow. I really that was great. I'm so grateful that you let me come on and talk your ear off. Heck yeah. Well, I didn't even say at the beginning. I love um it's like a blessing and an honor to identify when God is doing something really cool that you can see and mm-hmm. and like young people or new to wh- whatever i mean I, i'm not saying it can't be an old person like <laughs> me but it's really cool to see like yeah. young people when there's just god is doing something mm-hmm. and whether it's a, a gift an anointing a calling all those things together mm-hmm. um you know it's just it's fun to identify and like spotlight for people so they can see in part like man god is god is doing some cool things mm-hmm. and i believe that god is doing cool things um, in your life. Are we right there, Mark? Thank you. I mean, I, I believe that. I know he is. Amen. Sometimes he's working behind the scenes and you mm-hmm. have no idea something right now, even that Sydney said, or that the Holy Spirit said to you, if you just even pause and say, Holy Spirit, was that for me? Mm-hmm. Because I think we hear from him and then we just kind of go on to the next thing. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. He He wants to encourage you. He wants to love you. He wants to deal with, if you've got those ugly questions, those doubts, he wants to deal with those. We're, um, I do coaches Bible studies Monday to Friday, and the coaches outreach study is on 
the Psalms. And so it's David some of the time just crying out, man, ugly questions, yeah. ugly questions. But he's taken to the Lord. And I love what you were talking about, Sydney, about you know, having those people like seeing, like identifying, like, man, that person has something I don't have mm-hmm. and like taking, taking some of your ugly questions in that direction. If I picked up on that, right. That's good yeah. stuff. That's just good. So anyway, that's, that's Sydney Frank. Um, let's go to the crows and I'll turn around cause I want them to see her. And Mark, just thank you for doing such yes, a great job. You, I appreciate you so much, um, man. But, uh, yeah, so we'll sign off the reason we're oh, gosh, it's just so good. Sydney. Dang <laughs> it. Uh, it's all Jesus. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. We'll uh, we'll sign off. This mm-hmm. is why we're called Very Bold Everything, Very Bold Radio and Podcast, Very Bold Ministries, Very Bold Scrapping, uh, Very Bold Athletes, Very Bold Coaches. That's It just comes from the Apostle Paul. I was talking about this reminiscing the other day with Scott Munson um, that uh, I remember the day that the words just leapt off the uh, Bible page, and uh, it was when Paul was writing about the hope that we have and that's um, – I know we're, we're talking about the, the ugly questions and those things you have. And so I really want to encourage, like, the people that are dealing with that. Man, there's good news ahead, and it is right to take those ugly questions to Jesus. And then it's to turn around for the, the other people that um, you have experienced. And maybe it wasn't a, a vision of the Lord. Um, saying who you're going to serve. What, what, what were the words? Who, who you're going to serve, serve three times. times. Maybe it's not that for you. Maybe it's just something more gentle just on your heart, but maybe it is. Maybe it's just something that God God has done. I just want you to remember like his goodness, his mm-hmm. greatness. For those of you that are there, for those of you that are wrestling in the ugly question, man, God is right there with you. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love what you said about Jacob. Man, that's good. Good stuff. All right. Uh, but I just want to say, if you can think about the good things that God has done in your life, if you can think about when he has spoken to you, don't forget them. Mm-hmm. When he's put something on your heart, when I got the Holy Spirit, you know, goose, goosebumps earlier, like don't forget those. God is alive. He is at work. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember those. And you got to say, Jesus, you spoke to me. You did this. You showed up here. You showed up there. And we just, we focus on his goodness. So for those of you that are in that spot, don't forget. It becomes so easy to get on cruise control. Don't. Get off cruise control and just say, hey, Jesus, you have been with me and you're with me right now. And you're at work right now doing great things I can't even fathom or imagine. So, all right, that's that's it. for. So just hold on. You can email me, Steve, at VeryBold.com. Steve at VeryBold.com. You know, that's one way you can remember something is share with me something that God has done. Uh, you can leave in the comments if you're catching this. But uh, you can email me, Steve at VeryBold.com. comes from the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 3.12. He said this, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.